I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Cranked up on this Wednesday. Hope you had a good Valentine's Day. I'm Chad Hastings. Isaiah Collier alongside. Hour three starts with a beat. Chosen especially for me and all you guys by Zay. All right, Zay, what we got? Young star Mm. from Houston, Texas. Knocking pictures off your wall. (laughs) A Houston classic. Young star. It's a great beat. Oh, I love this beat. Very cool. Knocking pictures off your wall. Good title, too. Yeah, yeah. And Young Star on the album cover. He's like wearing a baseball jersey with no, sh- no shirt on underneath. And there's like a whole bunch of bad green screen, like arcade games in the background. Like you can tell it's fake. Oh, you can tell it's completely <laughs> fake. But it's amazing. Space Invaders and yeah. stuff behind him. So Young Star, that's an artist. That's an individual, yes, right? That's an individual. Young artist. Star out of Houston, you said? Yes. Okay. Have we ever had a good, like, a documentary on the rap game out of Houston? Has anybody ever I done it? I think so. I think there's a North versus South documentary. Because at one point, wasn't the Houston area rap scene referred to as Third Coast Rap? Like there was the East Coast, the West Coast, and they were the Third Coast? Something like that. Like it was that big a deal at one point. Yeah, still a big deal. Somebody needs to do uh, give me a g- give us a full story on that. I love a good music documentary. I would love to see that all played out and get some of the key, you know, key players to talk about it, key producers and fans and and the artists themselves to go through all that. Yeah, so I would go check out Rap a Lot, see if they have any documentary types of things like Jay Prince and Rap-A-Lot. That's Houston royalty. Those are the guys who found Ghetto Boys and Scarface and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then probably some DJ Screw stuff. DJ Screw probably has some good documentaries and clips where you could get some good H-Town info. But yeah, the North versus South Houston, that used to be a serious slash dangerous rivalry. I don't think it's the same, but... If you're from the South, you shouldn't be up North and vice versa Wow! if you're known, which that's why a lot of those killings and stuff happened back then. That's so crazy. Yeah. All right, uh, Young Star Beat to get us started this 2 o'clock hour, third hour of the show for us. And we're going to pivot a little bit on the guest, Chip Brown of Horns247.com. He'll be joining us tomorrow. They've got a baseball availability going on right now. They're bringing players over there, so those guys are getting a chance to interact with those players um, throughout the next couple of days. There's a deal today. And then our man Jeff Howe of Horns247.com. He'll be uh, over there tomorrow as well getting to talk to some players. So we're going to put Chip into Jeff's normal slot 
Thursdays at 105. So we'll talk to Chip tomorrow at 105, and it'll give us a chance to get into uh, back into some of this football stuff that we're talking about today. Um, in terms of the uh, in terms of the NFL draft coming up and, and some other things, quick reminder: uh, seven o'clock tonight, Wednesday night flex, and then the Longhorn Blitz podcast. Speaking of the Horns twenty four seven dot com crew, Longhorn Blitz podcast at eight, fight night at nine, sports guys talking wrestling at ten tonight. You know, Chad, when we talked to Justin Wells and you asked us about will we take CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, that's going to be tough for these NFL you know, GMs and owners and whatnot, these front office guys, because, yeah, Bryce Young checks all the boxes, especially being mature and playing for somebody like Nick Saban and having all the success he had. But look at all the small guys that have just been injured as of late, you know, especially Mm -hmm. Kyler Murray. I know they're not the same type of player, but Russell Wilson, he's been a little injury prone these last few years and and stuff. So With Bryce, you just hope they're not going to run him as much. Right. right in the NFL, he will not be as much of a running quarterback, so maybe that helps durability. Yeah, and he's so smart. And Tua's one of the, another one of those smaller guys that's just yeah. you just never know. And with the way the NFL protects these guys, you gotta like that for Bryce Young and his future in the league. But still, I, that's always gonna be that thing that's gonna be over, you know, question mark for all these GMs. Can we trust him for the longevity and stuff? And who do we put around him? But yeah, you're right. Our day. He's very smart on picking and choosing when it's time to run, and he's not one of those guys like Jalen Hurts that's going to lower his head or try to fight for extra yards. Right. He's going to be able to slide, and you know he's going to be good and sliding that way. So, yeah, I'd still take Bryce Young, but, man, C.J. Stroud, he really showed us something in that Georgia game, especially with his legs. Like I didn't think he was that mobile. He did a really good job of avoiding you know, the pressure that – Kirby Smart's team like to put on guys in that uh, semifinal game. So overall, uh, Todd McShay would agree with you that a team would also make that choice. Now, he went ahead and projected a trade at the beginning of this latest mock draft. So the Colts are sitting at four, and he's got them trading up to number one to get the spot from the Bears. Colts obviously are in quarterback, just a quarterback mess right now, trying to figure out what they've got going on. So he's got them going up to get Bryce Young. That would leave C.J. Stroud for the Texans at two. So if you're a Texans fan, that's where this mock would have them going. Will Anderson, three to Arizona. The Bears would still get Jalen Carter at four after trading with the uh, with the Colts. Here's an interesting one, Zay. We'll start talking about guys between now and April. Of Are we surprised to see him this high? Texas Tech defensive end Tyree Wilson, five to the Seahawks. I know he's good. Is he that good? Man, he's insanely athletic. I, it's going to be interesting to see all these guys in Indianapolis at the Combine. But, yeah, I, I mean, his measurements are good. I don't think he's that good. But he was a big part of Joey McGuire's defense this year. He was. On the Tech team that surprisingly went 8-5. and five. Man, good for you, Tyree Wilson, if you end up getting picked 5 there. All right, how about this? At 7, he's got the Raiders taking Will Levis. So third quarterback off the board for him would be Levis out of Kentucky. We've heard lots and lots of things about this guy. Um, kind of a, I guess, would we call him sort of a Josh Allen type of quarterback? Yeah, big arm, big cannon arm. 
that people just can't ignore. And the Raiders obviously are in trouble now. They've released Derek Carr, and we said it yesterday. Some dude I've never heard of is the only guy they have under contract. <laughs> I'd literally have to look him up again to see what his name is. Showers, Bowers, Flowers, some hour sound in his name I'd never heard of. Huh. So they're going to have to make a quarterback move in this draft and probably in other spots too. Draft, free agency, maybe both. So the Raiders at seven uh, taking Will Levis, according to McShay. So you get, and, and you got to, because you can't waste Devontae Adams. You can't waste that situation. No, you can't. That's one of the biggest dogs in the. And he'll get real angry real fast. He is not afraid to speak his mind. And when you play with guys like Aaron Rodgers for basically your whole career, you know what great is. Yeah, right. And he knows he doesn't have many years left. I know he's about to hit 30 if he hasn't hit 30 already. He's, him and Derek Carr are probably around the same age, right? Weren't they roommates back in the Fresno uh, days? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so he's around that 31, 30 age, too. He don't got many years left, and he ain't trying to waste them on Will Levis if Will Levis ain't ready. Mm-hmm. That's going to be interesting to see if that's if where does Levis ultimately go and how do the Raiders deal with their situation. And then here's another name. I am so happy for him. I'm excited for him that he's up this high, but never would have thought it. Nine in this mock draft, Anthony Richardson of Florida. I I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, and look, for those of you, before you start looking up the box score, yes, he roasted the Aggies this year. Yes, he did. He did. He did. Beating this particular Aggie team in 2022, to me, doesn't get you into the top ten of the draft. So before you go there, I get it. I get he had good games. I get at times he was a pretty good college quarterback, but translating to the pros, Zay, like he's, I'm trying to think of like, how, what would I compare him to right now? Anthony Richardson to me is like, he has a lot of Jameis in him. If, oh good Lord, that's an, I hadn't even, I hadn't even thought of that comparison. What I was going to say is like, if you start out to make Lamar Jackson, but you take a break at some point to go do some other things and you leave your work unfinished, you may end up with Anthony Richardson. <laughs> that to me sometimes is what he is, like an unfinished Lamar. Jameis is an interesting comparison. I hadn't thought of it. Uh, I hadn't quite thought of him that way. Is he and is he that big? Where where that's one thing I haven't looked up. I haven't looked up his measurables in a while. Yeah, I think he's that big. He's up there at that 6'4, six, 6'5 six, area and and like 240. Jameis was big coming out of coming when he went to Florida State. Coming hey, out, right? Jameis that husky. No wonder he was stealing. Wasn't he that big? crab legs and stuff at Publix? Yeah, Anthony Richardson six six or six four. I mean, it is six four. Okay, all right. To me, he's a little slimmer than Jameis was. I may be wrong on that. Jameis to me was a little more on that, you know, Roethlisberger, Cam Newton frame. Little 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 bigger and could take a little bit more. Anthony Richardson six four two thirty six. Two thirty-six. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little, yeah, a little, little bit under that. I think Jameis was up in that two forty, two fifty area. Damn, if I'm not mistaken. That's um, husky. But yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess it's the measurables that everybody's looking at. Um, but I just, I don't, I don't quite see it. Again, great for him, man. If that, if that's where it ends up, good for him. I just do not know if, if I'm a fan of the Carolina Panthers, is that who I want to? stake the claim on and say this is our guy. This is our you know franchise NFL badass quarterback. If you saw Florida play a lot, let us know. Let us know. Let us know if I'm missing something.
And I admit, I didn't see every game he played at Florida. But what I, when I saw him, he didn't strike me as that guy. Yeah, I don't know if they're giving Levis and Anthony Richardson more credit because they played in the SEC and they did pretty good and they showed flashes of being a quality quarterback in the NFL, but we know that it's hit or miss for these guys. I mean, look at Malik Willis. Do you think How long do you think he's going to be able to last with the path that he went on going into Tennessee in the third mm. round? Yeah. And be, be, think how highly everybody was of him coming out of Liberty. I know it's Liberty, but still. Right, I, yeah. At one point, people were thinking he was going to be – a first round pick and he got, you know, slowly got bounced to the third round, but he looked like a seventh round pick. And that's kind of disrespectful of what Bryce uh Brock Purdy did this past season, being the last pick of the NFL draft. <laughs> right. So you just never know. Yeah. Like who's gonna be that Brock Purdy this year and be able to step up and lead their team in that type of situation if that circumstance comes around. You just never know, which that's one of the hardest jobs being a GM of any sport. And by the way, McShay does admit that this would be a reach up to number nine. He's got him as the 36th prospect, Anthony Richardson. So he's admitting this would be a big-time reach. Uh, also in this mock, Brian Breesy, the big D tackle out of Clemson, going to the Eagles at 10. I don't think I would love that. Texans fans, you also have the 12th pick in the draft. How about this idea, Zay? For the Texans, Quentin Johnston out of TCU at 12. Great pick. I kind of like that, too. Great pick. If you're going to have your quarterback earlier, you need to try to find him. Can you get him somebody to pair up with right away that could be a badass? You and I both agree, Johnston feels like the kind of guy that could be that guy. He's so tough, man. And to be that big and to be that fast, like I'm excited to see what he runs in the forty. Because if he runs 4-3, which I think that's what he's going to run at 6-5, man, that's flying. So we saw all the deep shots that he had this year with Max Duggan, and he basically changed that offense. Like, he was the difference maker. We know Kendra Miller was good, but, man, you were worrying where number one was on the field at all times. And he could take the top off. He's not afraid to go across that middle and I think he's going to be a big yards-after-catch guy, too. So, yeah, I, that'd be a very smart pickup, especially depending on getting C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. You want somebody that they can bring in with him to build that chemistry over the next few years. I think Quentin Johnson could be that dude. Yeah, I like that idea. could still play in the state of Texas and things That's like right. that. That's Temple gotta, guy. Had to be fun for he and his family. Um, now, uh, Zay has told us that if Bijan ends up as a Cowboy, he will become a Cowboy fan instantly. Zay McShay is not going to have you as a Cowboy. Boys fan because he's got Baltimore taking Bijan at 22. Can you imagine if they can figure out the Lamar thing? You put a running back like that in the backfield with Lamar, and then you've got um, um, Todd Monken right calling plays who just proved to you at Georgia he can get a lot of different guys the football a lot of different ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's nice. That sounds cool and all, but at the end of the day, if Lamar Jackson doesn't have a go-to wide receiver, then Baltimore is still going to be in the situation that they've been in mm-hmm. in recent years. Yeah. They might get to the playoffs. They might get close to the playoffs. But when you're facing a Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, who's in your own conference, who knows what Deshaun Watson is going to be next year, depending, you know, just another year in Cleveland with all the off-the-field stuff kind of – in the past, I don't think that will be as much, you know, focused on this year with Deshaun Watson having the full, 
you know, season playing on week one. You still got to worry about that. Mm-hmm. I I don't think it will make a difference until he, until Lamar Jackson gets that grade A wide receiver. There's still going to be an afterthought in the AFC. Okay, how about this then? In this mock draft, after that 22nd pick, the next two picks he has are Jordan Addison from USC and Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. Not bad. So if you're the Ravens and those three guys are staring at you, you'd tell them to take one of the receivers instead of Bijan. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't think those guys are going to – do anything like I think he needs, really like yeah okay you don't think that either one of those guys could become that kind of receiver no okay all right um those the those Smith and Jigba is an interesting one to me I I, I don't know like since those guys are next I would take Bijan Robinson you'd go with Bijan okay uh Cowboys pick 26th and in this mock Cowboys fans McShay's got him taking Osiris Torrance the guard out of Florida that does not sound very flashy but it never does uh, unless you're picking an offensive lineman way up high something to keep in mind Zay we talked a lot about the two running backs Elliott might be a a salary cap issue you got to get deal with Pollard can you re-sign him or is he going to end up uh out there on the market because he's a free agent you know who else is a free agent you know who else the contract is expiring Connor McGovern I didn't realize that Connor McGovern Mr. Utility Swiss Army Knife covering whatever you need on that offensive line McGovern is a free agent if he goes and truly tests the water that's probably and that part's over you really might need to look offensive line early and often in this draft. Just something to think about, Cowboys fans. I know that's boring. That is a boring thing to say because running back will sound interesting and the receiver position will sound interesting and cornerback will sound interesting. We had Justin Wells on earlier from Inside Texas. He said go corner at 26. Find a badass corner. I don't know. By the time they get there, if all that's going on on the offensive line, is it just, is it just the best move to take blocking? At yeah. that point. Yeah. And if you go corner, you know, somebody that I like that's a huge big time corner, you're going to feel old when I say this guy's name, Joey Porter Jr. Oh, Lord. Out of Penn State. Joey Porter Jr. Oh, my God. Talk Wait. about feeling old. Even that makes me feel old. Joey Chad. Porter has a child that's in the NFL draft now? Yeah. Yeah. That's silly. Yeah. I, already, I already had to go through Patrick Sertain Jr. and all these. Other, I'm just going through this wave of them now. Come on, man. Yeah, he's 6'2", 194 pounds. That's where the NFL's going. They're going for those bigger corners. We know Steve Sarkeesian, he wants to get those bigger corners down at the 40 acres. So yep. you want guys like that. Now I'm looking at pro football focus, and he's number four on the defensive back chart and I don't think the guys bef- in front of him I don't I think they might be gone before the Cowboys get to that 26 pick like Cam Smith out of South Carolina, uh Christian Gonzalez Oregon and Devon Wetherspoon out of Illinois. So all four of those guys what they have in common, they're all over 6 foot. Love all it. of them. I love it. So, you know, I don't like that for somebody like Deshaun Jameson who didn't even get invited to the Combine this year. You know, I, I know he was salty about that, and I know he's going to try to make his way to the NFL somehow, whether that's a free agent or who knows. Maybe he'd get drafted at the very end on some Mr. Irrelevant-type-ish. But, you know, that, that's just for guys like that, those smaller cornerbacks. Because he's just under that. Yeah, he's like 5'10". Right. That's kind of where they're getting away from. And you saw how good of a year Sauce Gardner had. Oh. 
like as a rookie coming out of Cincinnati, what he did for the Jets, first team all pro, mm-hmm. and he's all of six three. Yeah. Like that that's him. Pam Patrick Sertain is like six two, the second. You know, yeah. that, that's just where the NFL is trending. So it's going to hurt guys like Deshaun Jameson. But, yeah, I'm with Justin Wells. The Cowboys this year, when they had those secondary guys go out due to injury, they became very vulnerable. So picking up one yeah. of those big-time, you know, big, muscular, big measurement corners, not bad at all. Yep. The length and the wingspan, very important at those positions. Yeah. Corner, safety, you're making up for lost space, and you're just trying to be as versatile as you can with all the stuff offenses are trying to throw at you. Uh, it's yeah. Over the years, I have fallen in love with the corners and safeties that oh, are up man. in those in those height and wingspan areas. Give me a corner that's six foot or more. Give me safeties that are six two or more, and let's go. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Cam Chance was one of my favorite safeties of all time. Yeah. When everybody like everybody always tries to compare somebody to Cam Chancellor, it's tough to do that. Yeah, it is. No, it's very we've seen this we've seen a great wave of badass safeties and what they can do to a defense. One played right here at Texas, what Earl Thomas ended up doing for an incredible defense. Uh you mentioned um who I'm sorry, who'd you just say? You just Cam said Chancellor? Uh, Cam Chancellor, right? We saw what Cam Chancellor on the same defense. You put them together, and you really got danger there. A guy like Derwin James and what he can do for you—that versatility. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where the Cowboys go at twenty-six. In a way, they may just need to wait and see how it all plays out, and just go pick a really good football player because they need about four different things. Yeah. So I don't know if it's absolutely one thing that's there. Probably would be better for them with all the Longhorn fans that always swirl around the Cowboys. Probably best if Bijan's off the board by then so they can just focus in on who do we need. What's the position you need? Because they're not taking another running back if Bijan's gone, I would assume. How mad will Cowboy fans feel if the Eagles take Bijan Robinson? Oh, good Lord. Just let Miles Sanders go. Good Miles Sanders, you were a pro pro bowler for us this year, but... We ain't trying to pay you, and we could get this guy on a rookie deal, and we could keep Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell and still have our really good running quarterback that broke records this year for rushing touchdowns. The only, Yikes. Yeah, the only way that would happen if it's first round is if the Cowboys let it pass and then they take him at 30. But this mock has the Bills taking a running back, Gibbs out of Bama, and has the Eagles taking a tackle. But uh, oh, here's one for you. What if what if they all let him slide and the Chiefs were staring at him at 31? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, w- when they took Edwards Alaire, everybody went, "Oh, good grief, that might work." What if they got Bijan? I'm just saying. Yeah. You think they're versatile now? Good grief. Yeah, I, they probably won't do that because they're probably just going to say, you know what, we're just going to get another seventh-round running back somewhere, right. put him in our offense, and it's going to work. Yeah, they just did it with Edwards, Alaire, Pacheco, and McKinnon, and it wasn't even that much Edwards, Alaire. Yeah. Because he was banged up. Yeah, they probably feel bad about taking him in the first round now. No, yeah, we shouldn't have done that. Pacheco was tough in the Super Bowl, man. He really was. He had some really good runs, and to get hit like he did by Gardner Johnson and come back in the game and still be productive. That's a tough kid. By the way, that hit, I think somebody is theorizing on the text line that that's what that tweet is referencing. The tweet is referencing that number 10 got the smoke from Gard- That's Gardner Johnson saying he got it, I guess. Because Pacheco is 10. Right. For the Chiefs. Okay. 
It's mm. not like you knocked him out. Yeah. You came back in. He did. No, you're right. It no. hurt y'all. He's tough. He really <laughs> is tough. That's what happens when you play at Rutgers, right? I mean, you did tough as you will. Yeah. You go play college football in Jersey. Go play in New Jersey. In the Big Ten, when you know you're going to get your head smashed in week after week. Yeah. You seen those Michigan Rutgers scores lately? Whoo, Pacheco. He's. He's being hardened in that conference. All right, uh, coming up, we'll tell you why today matters. February 15th, a couple of birthdays to hit in the entertainment world. One of them has a nice sports connection as well. We'll get you stems and seeds before we get out of here. And we've got a full Wednesday night lineup. We'll get you set up for it next on The Horn. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Je Alright, rolling through a Wednesday being nice to me on this Wednesday. Jay-Z. That's right. There we go. There we go. The number one hip-hop artist of all time, according to Billboard magazine. According to Billboard, yeah. My goodness. Jay-Z. That's not the part a lot of people have issues with, it feels like. like no. Jay-Z at one, it feels like people are living okay with that. Yeah. Who's in the top four or five or ten, well, top five-ish. That seems to be okay with most people. There's just certain little arguments that Billboard threw out that some people can't deal with, like, why is Ice Cube that low? Yeah, I saw a little clip that Fat Joe did on his podcast, and he's arguing for Big L to be in there, which he played Big L the other day. Mm. Big L ain't going to make it. He's a good lyricist, but Fat Joe, he was like, I'm looking at this 50 who has some people in this 50 don't have hits. <laughs> I don't see no hits for some of these people who made the 50. So, yeah. Man, yeah. And that goes back to my Andre 3000 point. What would Andre 3000 be without Big Boy? Because Outkast has hits. Right. That's but- Yeah, that's the wild part of that list to me. Because I'm used to lists being either a straight-up artist list where a band could be in there. I'm not used to the argument strictly about the individual themselves. That's what makes it difficult because then you're really breaking it down to that individual's talent. Yeah, they had Q-Tip from a Tribe Called Quest, 27. But what would Q-Tip be without Fife Dog? Like people were asking on Specs text line that day, right. where's Fife Dog? And tonight he's not in there. He's not even oh, in the list. Okay. So I'm like, oh, all right. Interesting. Jay-Z, the Archies, Faith No More, TNT, the Rascals. We had the great young star beat to start the hour. By the way, Chad, that Jay-Z yeah. song, Girls, 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 yes. don't expect to ever hear that live. Out of respect for Beyonce. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because all Hove is doing on that track, he's literally going through every girl, every type of girl, um, different ethnicities yeah, and races is. and stuff. 
That's probably not. Queen B probably doesn't appreciate that. I always like the delivery of holla at me when I come off tour. <laughs> it had that tour. He kind of throws that word away. I love it. Yeah. I, I just love that. Biz Marquis on the hug. Love that song. Holla at me when you come off, when I come off tour. All right. So um, also a uh, musical update for you, among other things, in Why Today Matters. It's February 15th, day after uh, Valentine's Day. We got some birthdays to hit and a couple other things. Here we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Since we were talking music, let's start there, Zay. Today is the 28th birthday of a Texan done well. Megan the Stallion is 28 years old today. Born in San Antonio, ended up in Houston pretty quick. Prairie View A&M for a little while. Texas Southern is where she got the degree. I read up on her today. I hadn't known some of the details of her story. I didn't know her mom was a rapper. Huh. Didn't know that either. Took her to the studio instead of daycare. Wow. Kind of got ingrained in her, right? And apparently she started writing at 14. She she brought her stuff to her mom at 18. Her mom said, you got to wait till you're 21 to get in the business and said, I think your lyrics are a little bit sexually explicit <laughs> for your age. But as we as we know now, that's kind of where Megan was headed. Uh, happy birthday to Megan the Stallion, 28 years old. And just like Rihanna, Zay, there's just something about that look. And that's why the Rihanna showed to me wasn't about what she was wearing or not wearing. Because all Rihanna has to do is look at me, and I'm frozen. And the same thing with Megan. There's something about that look they have. It is just so powerful and sexy, and I can't look away. Yeah, Megan Thee Stallion, she's incredible. She's kind of taking a back seat because she got in a little bit of legal trouble with Tory Lanez, where she came out of it victorious, but Tory Lanez, like, kind of shot shot her. Or well, I was going to say, wasn't there somewhere she got shot? Yeah, she got shot. Like bullets in her feet or something? Yeah, bullets in the feet. And yeah. It was at Kylie Jenner's party, and they're, supposedly they were fighting because Tori didn't like how out there Megan Thee Stallion was and her sexual history, which is with Ben Simmons and a couple other celebrities. So I know Megan Thee Stallion's probably embarrassed from all that. So she's taking the back seat. You don't see her on the line. Uh, I see. Once okay. did before that happened. Yeah. So hopefully we see Megan Thee Stallion very soon because I'm with you. That's something about her. She's, she's a special one. She definitely is. She almost got me to go to Popeye's and try that sauce. That's oh, how, I, I tried it. That's how sexy she is. I hate the super spicy stuff. I almost went and tried it just because of her. Oh, I tried it. Was it was the super hot? It wasn't too hot. Okay. It was good, though. They called it hottie sauce, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Uh, all right. Now, also on the musical uh, side of things, I am going through these Wu-Tang albums that uh, you've had me listen to. I'm got, I've gotten through Method Man. Uh, the Takal album. I am now into the old Dirty Bastard album. Return. Let me get it right. Return to Thirty Six Chambers. The Dirty Version is the title. I think of that okay. album. All right, which I love. Uh, so I'm enjoying that so far. I'm like two, three tracks in. Not not too deep in yet. So for you, I have four of the five albums that you need to listen to already chosen, and I just need my daughter to pick her album. Do you want me to tell you any of them now, or yes. do you want me to save them for later? Yeah, tell me now so I can start. Okay. All right, so the three albums I want you to listen to are Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. I want you to listen to Back in Black by ACDC. 
and I want you to listen to Body Count by Ice-T. All right. Those are the three from me. My wife has requested that you listen to Hysteria by Def Leppard. Okay. She's a Def Leppard freak. She wants you to listen to their biggest record, so that's where she's going. And I got to get back with you on my daughter. I don't know what she's going to have you listen to. I got to guess, but I don't know what she's going to have you listen to. Okay. How about this? I'm going to listen to one of the albums that you recommended. Okay. The Def Leppard one that Wendy recommended. Yeah. And then the one that Monkey recommends. Okay, you're going that order? I'll I'll go in that order. Okay, that order. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll let you pick. Starting today. Okay, which one are you going with? Which one of those three are you going to go with? Um, GNR, ACDC, or Ice-T? I'm going to go ACDC. Okay. It's an all-timer, man. 1980. It is the second. No, change that. I'm going to go Guns N' Roses. Okay. Sorry. For the ACDC record, an interesting fact. It is the second best-selling album ever behind Thriller. Think about that for a second. Which one is this? Back in Black. Back in Black. 1980. It is the second best-selling album of all time after Thriller. Damn. Yeah. It's an incredible crossover record. There's so many different walks of life that dug that record, that dug different tracks on there. There's, I would argue there's three all-time tracks on there, and then the rest of it's really good, too. It's just a great sample of what ACDC could be. And it's got, to me, it's their best album. There's a couple others we throw in there, but that's, it's got to be their best record. All right. So that's going to be fun. We're going to listen to some, uh, some albums. We're going to have album reviews of uh, all this stuff as we go along. Yes, I am listening to an old Dirty Bastard album uh, right now. Not as we speak right now, but, you know, in this time period. All right. Uh, so Why Today Matters, we got all those in there. Let's give a nod uh, to a couple other birthdays. Christopher McDonald is 68 today. That's Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. I heard he hates to be called Shooter McGavin. No, 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 no. I don't think, well, it, does he like being called Shooter? That's a different issue. That dude has embraced the, that role because he just showed up at the Waste Management walking around talking about Shooter. He put that picture out years ago of him and Tiger Woods, and he said, look, the greatest golfer ever just met Tiger Woods. Okay. And he, he, he likes it. He takes it in. He One knows. of my favorite villains of all time. Oh, he's a great villain. It's a great. He's awesome. Like every time I play putt putt, I do the little finger thing after I make a shot. <laughs> <laughs> every time I play, my shooter. wife's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I shoot him a gallon." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" And she can't stand Adam Sandler, so we have yet to watch. Oh, yeah, okay. Happy Gilmore together. Which you should at least get is her an to, issue. That I mean. If there's one, she should be able to get through that one. It's not bad. Like we watched the wedding singer the other day. That's it took a lot for her to watch that. Really? And I think that's just because she likes Drew Barrymore. Okay. So she Well, then you got two more movies you could watch there. You got Fifty First Dates and Blended. Yeah. We've seen Blended. I wouldn't recommend that. It's a you know, if you if Shaq's one of your Good cameos in the movie. My girls probably not the best. My girls dig blended. I'm with you. It's the least, my least favorite of those th- those three because it's such an out there, just loud movie. It's really loud. Everything. Like Terry Crews is awful in it. It's just so like over the top. Everything is so weirdly attempted and whatever. But the girls dig it. I'm low key offended they made Terry Crews be that African. <laughs> and I'm black as hell. Be- if I'm offended by that, then you're, wow, you're offended. On the base level, or you're offended because you don't think he did a good job? Both. <laughs> Both. 
Bo. Uh, Terry Crews and the overly done African accent <laughs> was grief. a little too much. All right, there you go. Why Today Matters. It's also Chris Farley's birthday today. He would have been 59 years old. Shout out to the great Chris Farley. Rest in peace. Favorite Chris Far- Farley movie? Uh, favorite Farley movie for me would be Tommy Boy. Yeah, it's got to be Tommy Boy. Yeah. I've I, never heard anybody say Beverly Hills Ninja. Never saw it. Never saw that and, one. And I've only seen part of Black Sheep. I've never seen all of that. Black Sheep's funny. Uh, it's good, I know, but the, it's kind of a derivative of Tommy Boy in a way. So that was the original, getting he and David Spade together. I'll go with that one. Yeah, just not enough work. Nah, he's such a, he, was, he was so good, and he's one of those guys you wish you could have convinced him that he was so good. Uh, but he did absolutely destroy himself after putting together a hell of a career. Rest in peace to Chris Farley. Go uh, get some Chris Farley stuff today, kids, if you have not. All right, coming up, we'll set you up for the Wednesday night lineup. We got a full run, including the Longhorn Blitz podcast, including Wednesday Night Flex, and a special interview from the Fight Night guys. We'll lay it all out for you next on The Horn. Song you Dang love. it. I'm so Boy, mad. Of course. Of course we ended up with a commercial. Is bringing you Austin's the computer freezes. Okay, hang on. During let me... our last segment. I think I've got this. Barbecue Austin. <laughs> this is Barbecue Austin from the rodeo, right? That's fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, man. That's okay. You're just trying to give softball a little extra love. You're That's trying, right. That's you're, right. You're trying to remind everybody that 105.3 The Bat is back on the air. The signal is back. That's right. Congratulations and uh, and well done to all the technical side of things. Dave Williams, our incredible engineer and our engineering staff, getting everything back on the air. Uh, softball, as you heard uh, Craig talk about it in the Craig Way Report, first home game for them this year. If you want to get out there and see Coach White's crew, that is this evening, 6 o'clock on that first pitch and 545 pregame. Great weather to get out to McCombs and check out softball. Got baseball starting this weekend, of course, up in Arlington, weather controlled with three different SEC teams. We'll be uh, previewing that as the week goes on. Also, uh, Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Harge coming right up at 3. Then we've got Wednesday Night Flex for you covering high school sports at 7. Our man Zach Lucero was on earlier with us. Coach Salazar from Westlake talking Westlake football. Uh, hopefully they're going to grab, uh, they're going try to try to get Brody Bueno from uh, Hutto, the talented linebacker out of Hutto. And then Garen Duncan, the receiver out of Dripping Springs, one of my favorite guys to watch last year. They're hoping to uh, grab him at 7.45 this evening. Then then uh, at 8 o'clock, it's a Longhorn Blitz podcast for you Longhorn football freaks. you got to catch that. Jeff Howe, Rod Babers, Matt Butler talking Longhorn football. Fight night at 9, including their interview with Cheeto Vera. Cheeto's going to be in that main event in San Antonio coming up. Tickets on sale if you want to go check out the UFC in San Antonio. And then tonight at 10, it's sports guys talking wrestling. We're headed towards Elimination Chamber and WWE and, of course, ultimately WrestleMania. So there's a lot of stuff going on on our Wednesday night. Night lineup tonight. It's Chad and Zay on the horn. I'm going to check one more time before I say this. We got almost to 700 subscribers on YouTube during the show. We're at 699. We do appreciate you for that. You can't get to 1,000 until you get to 700. So 
We need one subscriber to get us to 700. YouTube.com slash at the Horn Austin. If you want to check out the YouTube channel, we've got short videos, a little bit longer videos. We got the full shows on there for you. If you are the kind of sicko that wants to watch us do the show, do you understand these people, Zay? I don't understand these people. Well, easy for you to say, Chad. I'm a sex symbol. Well, that's true. I'm not fun to look at. So they do want to tune into you because they want to see the neck pillow. They want to see. Want to see the dark chocolate on fleek. <laughs> they want to see the Nike. You know see that Nike shirt. They want to see it all going on. Yeah. yeah, I'm just a sports Idris Elba. That's how I feel. I have always felt you know that what I'm way. Yeah. Every time I see Idris Elba in a movie, I think, <laughs> you know, who does he remind me of? <laughs> it's never been you. One time, I got to be honest with you. I like some macaroons. Like Idris would. He's a handsome ass dude. That's a handsome brother. Good lord. And then when you hear him talk. Oh, man. When you see him in a movie and he's doing like the American accent, that's one thing. But when you get to hear him with the British accent, oh, my God. Yeah, Luther. You talk. Come on. Yo. Oh, my God. He was he was good look. I mean, like he was attractive enough and had it going on enough in The Wire as Stringer Bell. Yeah. But then when I heard him with the British accent, I thought, oh, okay, this is also why every woman on earth wants Idris Elba. Yeah, he was the sexiest man alive like a few years ago. Yeah, I understand. There was there was a thought of, wasn't they, weren't they thinking about him for the next James Bond? They were. Why didn't that happen? I like that idea. Mm. He's, he can pull it off. He's got, the, he's got that suave thing going on. Yeah, he can pull it off. Because they went with... 009 or something. Did they release the one... With the woman in it yet? They released, woman in it. They released that idea? I don't think so. That was an idea they had out there. I can't remember if they ever made that movie or not. I know that was a discussion they had. Uh, Stems and Seeds, avconsultations.com, 255-8678. Tonight, Zay, you mentioned this. Bama at Tennessee, number one at number 10, 6 o'clock ESPN2. What's the better result for Texas here? Both these teams are looking at one seeds, correct? Yes. So what's the better result for Texas? Get Bama that first SEC loss and knock them down a peg or get Rick Barnes' team out of the top 10? I guess get Rick Barnes' team out of the top 10 with them beating Texas earlier this year. I would want Texas, if they were to get the 2C, to have the easiest route in the one seed bracket. So go against the number 14 one seed, which right. who knows who that would be instead of being pushed back and having to play a real tough one like a Purdue if you make it to the Elite Eight. Right. Maybe you're dealing with, like, is could Houston be, like, back into that one seed list? Yeah, yeah. They could Maybe be. something like that? Yeah, Alabama, too. Or Yeah, or Alabama. And in tonight's case, you're at Tennessee, so that'd be extra bad for Tennessee if they lose it at home. Right. Right? So maybe that's what you hope for if you're Texas. We're not telling you to root for Alabama, Texas fans. I know that's very difficult to do. Not that. But uh, that game is tonight. ESPN2, 6 o'clock if you want to peek in uh, on that. We'll be back uh, for a Thursday show tomorrow. I'm going to go do a little research on that Houston Roughnecks team in the XFL. I'm trying to convince Zay to watch some XFL. The list of quarterbacks for the for the Dallas team did not help today. Because it's three dudes I've never heard of. So Zay had no shot. No shot. And now I got no shot of getting you to watch them. I got to try for Houston tomorrow. If they let Josh Gordon smoke the chronic on the sideline, I'll watch it. I got to find out where he is. Seattle. Okay, he's on the he's on that. It's the, legal there. He's on the Sea Dragons team. Yeah. All right, I gotta I gotta I'll double check that. You know what? Maybe I'll go look at that team. See if I can find anybody else in legal Weedland 
<laughs> that might be interesting to you. I'll go. I'll go do that research for you tonight as well. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow for a Thursday show. We're going to put Chip Brown of Horns247.com in that 105 slot because our man Jeff Howe is going to be covering Texas baseball. We'll be previewing that as the week goes on. Rodden Hearts coming up next with Ball Don't Lie. Have a good Wednesday. See ya!